Alright, here we go on a dark and stormy night. In the yeah, it's Brian Stelter. There it is. Oh my God. I mean, that is a horror movie cover. Seriously, he is scarier looking than It the Clown. I mean, would you let your children anywhere near that psychopath? I mean, that is a psychopath right there. I mean, look at him. God. Oh, I mean, it, it just, it cries out. Danger, danger, alert, alert. I am a scumbag. I am filth. I am your enemy. I, I would literally not be able to finish my dinner if, some, if somebody walked over and talked to me that looked like these two guys. And I'm sorry. They're not just lying, anti-American scumbags that want to run us all on the ground because they're little men. They're pieces of crap. They think they're better than everybody. That's what it's about. It's the spirit of evil, and we must break them. <laughs> I've tried to do joke photos like this to look disingenuous, and I can make any face I want to. I can't pull it off because the eyes, Chico, it's always in the eyes. Oh, 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 my gosh. Oh, hell on earth. He wants to run your life. He wants to control every aspect of your life because he knows he is a cowardly, degenerate sack of anti-human trash. I pledge before my heavenly father that I, 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 that I will resist them every way I can. It's Brian Stelter. There it is. Oh, my God. I mean, that is a horror movie. All right. What's up, all? Welcome to panic attack with Big John. Uh, just, come on, how can you not like a, a, a crazed Alex Jones rant to start off uh, a podcast or a broadcast or anything cast? Uh, and someday, someway, somehow, I'll find the way to find the videos I have saved not what I want to do on my uh, I think it's under this tab okay because <laughs> Sydney Watson has a pretty good tirade on here too uh, but anyways did I say follow me on getter and Twitter at the real underscore big John uh, <laughs> that was more entertaining than I thought it would be <laughs> but that was Alex Jones uh, I didn't say that already. I did say that already, but I'll say it again. He's going off on Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter has now been canceled, or at least his show's been canceled by CNN. Uh, CNN has seen massive, massive loss in viewership since Donald Trump has left office, which... Everyone said, you know, they were only getting ratings because all they did was uh, talk bad about Trump. And uh, even Tim Pool had a, was it CNN Trump challenge? Like, say, for example, there was breaking news. Or any news. And you turn on Fox News and see, okay, what's Fox News reporting about? Fox News is reporting about a tater tot shortage in Boise, Idaho. 
I don't know. But if you turn on CNN at the same time as breaking news, we have a tater tot shortage in Boise, Idaho. CNN would be talking about Donald Trump. Uh, and this uh, panel discussion, I guess it was, I just saw a clip of it on the Jimmy Dore uh, video podcast thing. But it must have been under the Trump administration still. And Ted Koppel, say what you want about him. I know everybody's a liberal media bias, whatever. But I think Ted Koppel was one of the last true kind of legendary journalists in America. The nightly news with Ted Koppel on ABC ran for like, I mean, what, he was on there for 30 or 40 or 50 years. I mean, I don't even know how long. It was forever, though. You had your 6.30 or your 6 o'clock local news, pardon me. And then was it followed by Ted Koppel? And then he was on again after your local news at 11 o'clock or whatever time the local news comes on in your time zone. But anyways, I mean, he was on that, that ABC local, or pardon me, national news forever. And you hardly heard a bad thing about the guy. And, and when he retired, they just said, well, it, it's over. We're going to put this Jimmy Kimmel trash on there, we guess. I don't know what to do. Uh, but anyways, Ted Koppel called out Brian Stelter and CNN for only having good ratings because of Trump. And, of course, you know, Brian Stelter, you know, tried his darndest to rebut Ted Koppel, but he just couldn't do it, and he flailed away, and everybody in the room laughed at him. Well, now, Trump's out of office, CNN's ratings are even worse, they're... Uh, Likeability, trustability is even lower than their ratings. And there's a firing spree at CNN. Shows and things are being canceled and changed left and right. Now, I'm not positive if it's just his show has been canceled or if Brian Stelter is out altogether. I hear, you know, pundits like uh, Crowder and Poole, pardon me, Stephen Crowder and Tim Poole saying, you know, well, it won't be much longer uh, if he decides to spill the beans on CNN and tell all that goes on behind the scenes and the evils of CNN's bias that Fox News will pick him up for a little while at least. That has yet to be seen. But nonetheless, the only thing keeping CNN up was their ability to attack Donald Trump 24-7 and appeal to that audience. One thing, that audience has learned that they're wrong, way wrong, and Trump's no longer there for them to attack. So now CNN has no viewers. Uh, I mean, Tim Pool, 
Steven Crowder, uh, maybe Jimmy Dore, uh, who's that dumb shit that he was a boxer, Logan Paul, a, a dipshit from Cleve, uh, the suburbs of Cleveland, who moved to Hollywood, who made $14 million in one year as a YouTuber. Uh, that's why I started doing these dumb damn videos. I was like, fuck, screw it, if that imbecile can make money at this. I, I, I've made like 20 bucks so far. Uh, actually, I might have made 100 off of uh, Anchor.fm. But anyways, um, yeah, this idiot, Stelter, can't, is getting less viewers. CNN as a whole gets less viewers than YouTube and Rumble and, and you know the people on the Internet, the dot-coms, Ben Shapiro, you name them. They're all out doing CNN. So let me leave ye in this segment with uh, a little vid by Sydney Watson. I love this gal. Uh, she's a sweetheart. She's gorgeous. And she's like so cynical and so on point with her ideas. Oh, where's the volume, Sydney? today. There is an individual who is currently under fire for doing some illegal shady stuff who coincidentally identifies as a woman and tweeted this earlier. The only inherent difference between trans women and cis women is that trans women were assigned male by a doctor. This needs to stop. This narrative needs to stop. It needs to stop from trans activists. It needs to stop from the medical industry. It needs to stop in general because the reality is that you are not assigned a sex at birth. It doesn't work that way. And men and women are biologically and functionally different. I know that you all know this. And honestly, guys, realistically, yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I'm thinking that the reason that men are assigned male at birth and not female is on account of their dick. You get the idea. So you get the idea. <laughs> Sydney Watson says that men, boys, men are assigned male at birth because of their D-I-C-K's, dicks, and then she takes a big old bite out of a banana. Gee, I, shut up. Uh, <laughs> that just cracks me up. I'm going to take a broke break, come back and reset and talk about midterm elections. God bless you. Be right back. Gripping your pillow tight. Internet exit light. All right, enough of that shit. So yeah, here we go. Here we go. Go go go. I did a little five-minute teaser rant, six minutes if you uh, something whatever about the midterm elections. Mitch, the bastard child of. Granny Clampett and General Akbar from Star Wars has almost all but given up 
the Senate in the midterm elections. The Democrats could take it from a 50-50 Senate to having uh, more seats than the Republicans. Just a few months ago, it was the total opposite. Republicans were going to pick up a minimal of six seats in the Senate and have a 56-44 split, and Mitch McConnell effed it up the butt of Trump and the MAGA candidates. He is willing to lose the Senate control completely. Right now they have the Democrats have 50 and the Republicans have 50 and Kamala Harris breaks the ties. Now they're going to have complete control. Now in 2024 the map will favor Republicans uh, to pick up the Senate even more and then Republicans will get a slight lead. But I'm saying to here to you to this right now. Donald Trump has to got has to I'm getting too excited. Donald Trump has to come in and save this day. Mitch McConnell said in a clip I played you can go back and it says Trump to the rescue or something on the video and podcast. It's a real short one. But there's a soundbite in there saying of Mitch McConnell, excuse me, saying uh, weak candidates. That the Republican senators have weak candidates because these are not the candidates he picked. Not that his candidates are always the strongest candidates. I'm not saying that. He thinks because these candidates were picked by the people and voted in by the average working class Republican that we have, those of us, the working class average Republicans have carried this party through multiple elections in my 46 years. Well, in my 24 years of being involved. And Mitch McConnell has been around that Senate and in politics almost double my lifetime, or almost double that. He's been there uh, 40-some years, twice as many years as I've been active. It doesn't matter. He is willing to lose complete control of the Senate to spite the Donald Trump MAGA faction of the party <clears throat> He's willing to snub the working Republicans, the backbone. We used to be the religious right, and then we turned into the Tea Party. Now we're the MAGA Party. We're the Republicans that the sniveling sneaks like him usually crawl to when they need to win an election. But McConnell doesn't care. He's old, he's rich. He's too old. He needs to go. And whenever Republicans take back control of this Senate, the United States Senate, they have to put someone in that leadership role other than Mitch McConnell. And Mitch will make a deal with the devil, Chuck Schumer, to make sure he gets enough votes to stay uh, the, the leader of the Senate the majority leader. 
if Republicans take a majority. But somebody at least has to try to give opposition because this old bastard needs to go. Maybe God needs to intervene. I don't know. So Yahoo News, Yahoo News, new polls show Democrats could win 2022 midterms. Should you believe them? I don't necessarily always believe the polls. After months of missteps, mishaps, and misfortunes, President Biden and his fellow Democrats are finally enjoying a run of good news. Landmark climate change, a popular plan to lower prescription drug prices, falling gas prices, mounting legal problems for Biden's would-be opponent, Donald Trump, and news that show Democrat candidates gaining ground in key races across the country. But will it be enough to prevent the sort of electoral bloodbath that a president's party usually suffers during the midterms? Could Democrats actually win 2022? So typically, the party of the president will lose seats during the midterm elections. It happened during Trump's well, only midterm, big time. But then a lot of Republicans got seats back uh, in 2020 uh, and with a much better planning, probably could have taken over the House. But I probably could have taken the Senate, but it was more important for the uh, establishment Republicans to make sure Trump looked bad, not just lost, but make sure he looked bad in losing because he was even screwing up their finite uh, wisdom and shitty ideas. All right, anyways. Fudge. We, we have to save America. And it's got to be done by people at the grassroots level, the small, small level. We have to get out there and get our friends and family and people out there voting red in November. I'm doing my part, but everybody's got to do theirs. For decades now, the pattern has been clear. 19 midterms since the end of World War II. 16 of them, the President's party lost five or more seats in the House. The number that Republicans need to net this year to take control, historically speaking, that means Democrats have eight an 84% chance of losing the House in November. But we need to have a bigger majority. We could end up with a 260 House. Uh, full of Republicans. If not in 2022, certainly after 2024. But will McCarthy put forth the plan and make it a grandiose plan like Newt Gingrich did in 1994? We'll see. We know it won't be as grandiose as the contract with America because the media will not cover it. Let's jump over here to Newsweek, and I'll back up what I was saying about Mitch McConnell willing to cut off his nose to spite his face. 
Mitch McConnell sparks backlash over scorched earth Senate warning. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has been criticized for suggesting ditching the filibuster could create a scorched earth Senate with adversaries taking issue with his past actions in the upper chamber. McConnell called for the legislative filibuster to be protected, welcoming Democratic senators having voiced support for it, suggesting this will allow the decision for a powerful sharing agreement moving forward. So he's willing to work with the Democrats, all right? That's, and that's nothing wrong with that, but I made it clear that if the Democrats ever attack the key Senate rules, it will drain the consent and uh, committee out of the institution. So th- this is a little different than what I thought it was. I should pre-read these articles. His scorched earth comments echoed remarks he made on the floor defending the Senate filibuster. McConnell's remarks swiftly drew criticism with the confrontation of or confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court toward the end of Trump's tenure, frequently mentioned. Barrett's appointment was pushed through close to election day to the dismay of Democrats. Despite Republicans having opposed former President Barack Obama's appointment of Merrick Garland. (laughs) Ilhan Omar says, You lost all credibility when you stole the Supreme Court seat in response to McConnell's tweet. The filibuster is a Jim Crow relic. It represents everything wrong with Washington. Abolish it. All right, yeah. Well, Ilhan Omar represents marrying her brother to become a citizen. So, uh, <laughs> but you need the filibuster to keep the the parties even. That means that the majority party has to have at least 60 votes in order to pass things to keep you know the 51 seat majority let's say from just running legislation through Republican JD Vance has a narrow edge over Democratic rep Tim Ryan in Ohio Senate race poll well that's because Mitch McConnell and the House Democrats or Senate Democrats are not jumping behind J.D. Vance like they should. J.D. Vance was endorsed by Trump late in the race, uh, and he won handily. And I was a little nervous at the beginning. There was a another Republican that was up there close, but. The, as the uh, same-day election votes started coming in, Vance took a huge lead uh, and never relented. Uh, a friend of mine told me Vance is going to win by 9% in November, 
Uh, Tim Ryan broke uh, some fundraising records in the first quarter of this year. But look, Mitch McConnell is not getting behind these MAGA candidates. That's why Trump and the rest of us have to get behind. Excuse me. Uh, Herschel Walker, Mehmet Oz, J.D. Vance, right there. Or, or th well, no, it's not. J.D. Vance is a seat that we would hold because the outgoing Senator Rob Portman was a Republican. Herschel Walker would be a pickup, uh, which we lost the Georgia Senate races after the controversial 2020 election loss. Some of Trump's uh, ill-fated attorneys at the time were saying, oh, stay at home in Georgia. Your vote's not going to count. Uh, that was stupid. That's what caused the 50-50 Senate. That and uh, some other key factors. But the Democrats won those seats fair and crooked. Republican J.D. Vance has a slim lead over Democratic Rep. Tim Ryan. Okay, I already read that. Uh, that was the headline as well as the first bullet point. In a new Emerson College poll, Vance led Ryan 45-42, both men on positive ground with voters. While Ohio has leaned to the right in recent cycles, Ryan is running as a political moderate. He is not. He votes with the Democrats' party, partisan voting, 9 out of 10 times. In 2010, he was dating Nancy Pelosi's daughter. That doesn't... I mean, who you date really, you would think doesn't matter, but kind of shows about your character. Anyways... Ohio, Senate, Ohio Republican Senate nominee J.D. Vance has a narrow three-point lead. I, I'm predicting a nine-point win uh, over Representative Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan represents Youngstown, parts of Portage County, through Southern Summit County. It's one of those really weirdly carved-up house districts, and it's ridiculous the way they carve these districts up, but it is what it is. Um, it's a heavy Democrat district, but the last three election cycles, Republicans have gotten closer and closer to beating him. Now he's running statewide as a moderate. He's anything but. The other month ago, a few months ago, he was wandering the streets of a D.C. suburb in Northern Virginia, drunk. Okay? That's just the tip of the iceberg. There are things, rumors have it, of domestic violence, uh... In college, I guess his girlfriend or whoever she was called the police on him for some type of assault and then she asked to drop the charges. Uh, when he won state senator out of, right out of college, 
He was carried out of the bar, supposed, allegedly, rumors have it, saying in a drunken slur, I'm a state senator now. Okay, there are a lot of drunks and alcoholics in Congress on both sides, but that's not an excuse. And simple fact of all, this man is not a moderate, okay? He is not a moderate, all right? He's not, not, not a moderate. He will vote with the Democrats every time. He will not force them to compromise. He will not force a compromise between the extreme left and the moderate center. He will go with what the party tells him to do because he's never done anything else. He's never held a job. Supposedly he got a law degree from a non-accredited law school. So he's got a worthless piece of paper that says law, you know, whatever. (laughs) I, I don't think he ever took, I know he couldn't pass if he did the bar. But anyways, he's just not what he says he is. I've talked to him many times when he was up and coming. He used to hang out on Kent State's campus with the College Democrats. Uh, That's a name of a student organization. Um, And they helped get him elected. The Kent State College Democrats were tremendous in helping him get uh, that election first time he was elected to Congress. Uh, So kudos to them. I knew a lot of them. I don't know if any of them remember me, but I knew most of them. Knew all of them, actually. Uh, And the guarantee was, you know, you'll be my first set of interns and I'll help you out getting jobs on Capitol Hill. And a lot of them did. He did help a lot, all of them, get uh, a foot in the door on the Hill or wherever they wanted to go in politics. But He's not a moderate by any stretch, okay? Um, Trump has got to come in and save the Mehmet Oz election. He's got to campaign his ass off from Labor Day until Election Day. Until all the way through Election Day. Until the polls close. To get our MAGA candidates elected because Mitch McConnell is abandoning them. And then we have to get Mitch McConnell out of leadership, even if it requires praying for divine intervention to get rid of Mitch McConnell. So God bless y'all. Pray for one another. That middle article about the um, filibuster, I didn't really screen it. Pardon. I didn't really screen it ahead of time, so that didn't really fit the theme. But anyhow, um, it was in with another clump of articles, and I threw it in there by accident. Mitch McConnell was abandoning abandoning us because these are not his hand-picked lackeys. So that's the end of the story. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. We'll see you next time on Panic Attack with Big John.